0: with C-Bus Super? Because I'm a builder and they take care of me. Well, I had an accident
1: on the work site and they helped me out, no worries. Yeah, they helped me out real fast. Mate, they just get me. Because they are for all of us.
0: c For all of us. To consider if c is right for you, visit cbussuper.com.au for a copy of the PDS.
1: I had to go about it, write it out. This is the final word, World Cup Daily Day 1, brought to you by CBus Super, the industry super fund hitting your retirement for six. Visit SeaBusSuper.com.au. That is a lot to get through. We have a lot to get through. This is the first of a series of bite-sized podcasts every day of the World Cup, bringing you the wraps, the updates from every game going on out there. We'll still be doing the longer weekly final word as well, eight days a week. It's going to be a very long season. My name's Jeff Lemon. With me is Adam Collins, And I'm going to throw to you the first challenge of the day. Give me the 30-second summary of England v South Africa to open it up at the Oval.
0: Yes, any podcast that's going to last 15 minutes a day requires structure. So let's try and get this all into 30 seconds. England, 311 after being sent in. They did wobble at different points through the course of the innings, but two 100-run stands. Ben Stokes, top-scoring with 89. We'll come back to him later. Some excellent bowling from South Africa to contain the hosts for the most part. 311 looks like a good score, but not a great score. But a great bowler is Joffre Archer. He was outstanding in his first spell. He was backed up by uh, the change bowlers Especially Liam Plunkett Who was very impressive here on his county home ground The spinners did their job Then Ben Stokes took a worldly catch And finished off the tail And England won by 104 runs oh,
1: That was absolutely spot on and beautiful Now uh, what we're going to try to do every day Is who is your player of the day or Who excited you most with what they did out there
0: Player of the day is Ben Stokes objectively In the sense that he took two wickets Took one of the greatest catches of all time Which we'll come to in a moment In more depth I'm sure And, and picked up Uh, and, And made 89 top scored. So Ben Stokes was the most influential player in this contest. But I think that the other contender for it would be Imran Tahir on the basis of the amazing moment at the start of the game, Jeff. I mean, we've never seen a leg spinner begin a World Cup before. The first over of a men's World Cup, Imran Tahir, never occurred. And this tournament's been going for a fair while now. What a great tactical move from Fatu plus C. I mean, they didn't win the game; they got thrashed in the end. But just that, I mean, as one of our colleagues, Dan Gallen, but you, know, you can't be more alpha than that. You've got all these fast bowlers like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to bowl a wrist spinner first over. <laughs> to borrow from our great cricketer colleagues, that nomenclature there. And second ball, feather through to Johnny Bairstow. He nearly did a lap of the ground. He ran all the way towards us in the press box. Arms splayed wide and, and having the time of his life as a 40 year old man these days he's, he's seen a few celebrations before but that was one of the best
1: <laughs> my player of the day would have to be Jofra Archer I mean I know Stokes set them up but South Africa could have chased that but Archer was menacing he came out he hit Hashim Amla in the helmet early on forced him to retire for most of the innings he did come back later but that had already derailed things and then Archer knocked over Aidan Markram and Faf du Plessy in just an astonishingly quick spell he was getting up to 94 miles Miles an hour, which is up towards the 150 mark. Pace bounty was getting his wickets with short balls. They couldn't hook him. He was too quick for them. And then he came back later and immediately got another wicket when he came back, getting Rassie van der Dussen, who'd made 50, and it looked like he was the only one mm. who might hold things together. So at the start, Archer derailed the chase, and then in the middle, he just made sure that the, there was nothing more was going to happen.
0: Yeah, and here's the thing with Jofra Archer: it's the pace he bowls without looking at. Like he's going to bowl that pace. We've talked about it on the show before in our in our weekly show. It's that he comes in the ball after he hit Hashim Amla and forced him to retire hurt. It looks like he just floated it down, and, and the clock did say 94 mile an hour, which is 151 clicks. It's serious pace. I, I, I would imagine that one day he's going to hit 100 mile an hour in in the old money. One day it's going to happen when he when he finally gets it all together. But at the moment, it's the easy approaches the crease. It's how quickly the ball gets there. It's the beautiful rhythm he creates on his approach to the to the crease as well. He, he it just seems like the complete flower at the moment.
1: It felt like a, a near miss for South Africa. Uh, du Plessis in the press conference was saying that he was delighted with their first innings. You know, to, he said England are so powerful that to keep them to just over 300, you know, 311 they made in the end. South Africa actually bowled really well. If you were looking at this objectively, they they kept themselves in it. Lungi and Gidi got smacked around early and then came back beautifully at the end. Had, took it, had a spell of 3 for 21 at well, the Wasn't he
0: impressive? So Lungi and Gidi, who we're big fans of on the final word, we watched him bowl last year in the Test Series in South Africa and, and loved the way he goes about it. But he's 6 foot 8 or 9 and he can bowl the better part of 150 clicks as well. But in that third and fourth spell that he bowled so around about 30 over 37 he came back on and bowled at the very death as well I don't think he bowled one delivery with the seam up every ball was a slower ball mm. he landed the vast bulk of them and he was outstanding picked up three wickets beat the bat repeatedly and prevented England from really pushing up to the sort of total we've been used to them making in recent times remember they're, they're coming off three, three I think it was four times they made 340 in a row mm. uh, So I mean At
1: the halfway mark three eleven looks like South Africa are ahead In the game And 3 for 66 He ended up within the end 2 for 66 For KJ Rabada So between them you know they did manage to haul England back in I mean England lost that wicket in the first over as you said but then there was a pretty solid partnership that that Roy and Root partnership looked like it could be going to take things away they were both dismissed in quick succession mm. Morgan and Stokes rebuilt but Morgan was chopped off before he could really go on and so they were just able to rein England back at the, at every time but England were able to consolidate and make sure they built up but I think I guess if you make 300 you're going to win more often than not.
0: Yeah that's true and I mean, Owen Morgan won't say this, but the fact that um, Bairstow's gone early, um, Butler's chopped on in the teens, they haven't really had a chance to explode, and they've been they've been they've been uh, I guess dampened in the last ten overs, and they've still made three eleven. I mean, it, it's fairly daunting to think mm. they've, they've had a pretty ordinary day with Bad the bat. Day.
1: They've had a bad day and made 300. And
0: again, that says a lot about the way this England side's progressed. So, Ali Martin, our colleague from The Guardian, made the point that before the last World Cup, so in all one day internationals played until 2015, England had made 300 or above 34 times. Yeah in between then and now, so in one World Cup cycle, they've now made 300 plus 39 times in just four years. So it gives you a sense of yeah. how consistently they are making these gigantic totals. So when they make a you know a par total, which it's weird to say that 311 is a par total given when the World Cup was held in this country 20 years ago, only three scores made it above 300 full stop. Um, but all the same, that, that's, that says a bit about the modern white ball sport that we love, um, That that we kind of mark them down. But As you say, Jeff, they're going to win most games with that tally still.
1: And the other thing I'd note is that South Africa absolutely caught the house down. Their catching was magnificent. There were a number of awkward diving outfield catches, diving forward sideways, and I don't remember the missing one the whole innings.
0: Yeah, and C took three catches. Two of them were very good. One was spectacular diving to his left on the boundary rope. This is a guy who's had a number of injuries. I think he's 35 years of age now, Jeff, and to think that in the twilight of his career, he can still pull in catches like that. Um, yeah, there, there is plenty to work with. We said it in, in the lead up to the tournament that South Africa aren't a team we're necessarily having long conversations about. And look, it probably isn't the best side they've sent to a global comp before. But in a comp where you've got a clear favourite in England, you can throw a blanket over maybe five other sides. That I think they're under that blanket despite the fact that they have lost by
1: 104 runs today, which again probably points to just how powerful England are. And I don't think South Africa will necessarily let it bother them too much. They probably weren't expecting to win and they'll shrug it off and just look to beat everybody else. So 68 for Quentin de Kock, 50 for van der Dussen. But aside from that, there wasn't much on basically that early hit from Archer derailed them and there wasn't really any coming back from that we are running a segment on this podcast it's a final word hall of fame not necessarily people but it could be people could be moments things that happen today obviously Imran Tahir getting a wicket with the second ball of the match bowling Lex Finn to Johnny Berso, who we'd all picked to maybe be the top scorer in the tournament <laughs> he's a run monster and uh, for him to go first ball was uh, just in terms of trivia and curiosities. It it'll, it well cu-
0: it'll be World Cup folklore. Yeah. In 20 years' time, and we're sitting around having a cup of tea, we'll be talking about, remember the day when in the first over of the World Cup, a leg spinner bowled and picked up a wicket? Yeah, uh, it'll uh, be in New Zealand in the early 90s. It's Deepak Patel. Yeah, I made that observation on the OBO. I said, well, i cue a thousand tweets or a million tweets about Deepak Patel, and and that's exactly what this will be. Hall of Fame for you. Hall of Fame Who's in there? There are plenty of nominations, including the 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 bloke who was playing an electric guitar shaped like a cricket which was a feature of the of, of the of the I guess the, the color and movement of the day from the World Cup. Yeah. I, I, I think don't it know. It that was, was that.
1: a bat. I think that actually strung up a cricket bat. Right, from what I could tell. Well, which...
0: I didn't expect it. By the end of the day, his material was getting fairly bland.
1: But you know, that's what we get at the World Cup. You always get odd things in the, in in the name of entertainment. One for me, uh, Aidan Markram bowling in the middle overs against England's hitters and conceding two singles.
0: Wasn't he outstanding? <laughs> uh, Markram was getting more turn than Tahir was. Now he's not. He's not. It's a little bit like Glenn Maxwell. He spins it more than you think.
1: This is South Africa's opening, opening batsman bat. in test. Yeah, so he's, right. He bats at three in the one day, as if uh, you're wondering.
0: Another person I'll chuck up there is Prince Harry. We went to the opening party last night, Jeff, and let's be honest, a few hundred people and raining and blocked off on the mail. It wasn't great. It, was, it wasn't It was a great thing. I mean, I, I love them what they're trying to do there. I appreciate the, the thinking behind it, but it didn't really work. They had a bit of gravitas, Prince Harry going out there and speaking. I'm no royalist, as anyone who listens to The Final Word knows, but I think he spoke eloquently about the idea of an inclusive tournament and every team that plays in England during the World Cup will feel like they're at home. It really hit the
1: nail on the head for mine. Hall of Fame moments for me: Stokes getting out reverse pull, shotting a fast bowler, <laughs> um, and hitting it straight to short third man. It <laughs> <That> was quite <laughs> that quite that good. Was good. Um, maybe van der shot where he he smacked um, uh, was it Moen Ali uh, down the ground for a six, and there was a beautiful. TV camera shot of a slow motion pigeon flying across as he strikes the ball. <laughs> then the ball lands in the black netting over the seats. Joe Root has to climb in there and crawl under some netting and come out further up the stand to find it. And then he couldn't find his way back. He got stuck up there and, it was like, How? and, he's, and all these stewards are pointing to him <laughs> and he's just marooned on the black cloth up there in, the, in his pale blue, this little lost elf in his pale blue and eventually he crawled back out to great cheers.
0: I, I think because it's the first day we can make our own rules, I'm going to make a song in the Hall of Fame for all the wrong reasons. They've rewritten Football's coming home as Cricket's coming home, the, the, the football anthem of this country for the last 25 years or so, since the, whatever that was, the 996 European Championships from Dastardly. memory. and uh, And it obviously did big numbers last year, as they say. And, uh, and they rewritten it. As soon as England took the final wicket, it played out across the ground and no one was singing along.
1: And it was a, and it was, I see no reason why we need to make cricket more like football. You cannot steal other people's stuff. If something organically happens in another sport, you can't just have it. it something like that has to happen organically. My final hall of fame moment is, was Ngidi's big on drive against Liam Plunkett when his back foot came up like he was being kissed in a field of meadows. It was delicate. It was beautiful. <laughs> a field of flowers, rather, um, and he just pumped it over the long on fence.
0: Let's pick one. We got to pick one. It's got
1: to be the. It's, it's got, got to be a- the cricket back guitar, doesn't it? Or is it Ben Stokes' catch?
0: Uh, ben Stokes will be in there again. I'm not sure whether the guy with the bat will be back.
1: <laughs> on that basis, okay. he gets in. We'll see. We'll see Ben later in the tournament. Cricket bat guitar is in the hall of fame. Let's take a very quick break on the World Cup Daily.
0: Now, quick word about our sponsors, Jeff. Have you ever thought about your dream retirement?
1: I have literally never thought about any kind of retirement. (laughs)
0: Well, are you keeping an eye on your super? Are you confident you're with the fund that has
1: your best interests at heart? If I'm completely honest, I don't think I even know what fund I'm with or if I have super. (laughs) Okay, well, this is very important information for you. Did you know
0: that CBUS is an award-winning industry super fund run to benefit members rather than profit shareholders? So, for example, this year, CBUS won the CanStar Most Satisfied Customers Superfund Award. That
1: does sound like a deeply satisfying experience.
0: (laughs) Well, they've put their members' interests first for 34 years, and it shows. Their MySuper option has returned an average of 9.29% over that time.
1: That actually does sound like something I should investigate. So consider CBUS today. Visit cbussuper.com.au. And remember that past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. To consider if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. You've always wanted to do that. I have. (laughs) This is the final word. World Cup Daily. Day one. Brought to you by Seabus Super, Jeff Lemon and Adam Collins. And we're looking forward to day two already as we race through this first pod. What's happening from here on, Adam? I'm on a
0: coach at Stupid O'Clock tomorrow to Bristol. I, I, I waited too late to book my train. So I'm looking forward to joining up with the Australian side for what is what we call Preview Day. They're playing their opener on Saturday against Afghanistan in a day-night game, which could be a bit of a banana peel. We'll talk a lot more about that as we reach the weekend. But, um, yeah, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what sort of nick the camp are in leading into a, a
1: tournament where they're not expected to to do as well as they usually are at a World Cup mm. Bristol Bristol Town it's a great place I, I want it. to go to Bristol Town we are <laughs> going to go to Bristol Town tomorrow it is a good place It's it's got a sort of I don't know uni vibe lots of ...cafes and bars and stuff like that. A lot of artists,
0: artists who can't afford to live in London anymore.
1: Yeah, things that you don't necessarily find in every English city... Um, are, ...are in Bristol. And a nice cricket ground there. We've, we've had some enjoyable times. That's where uh, Chamari Adapatu smashed that ridiculous... hundred ...at the Women's World Cup in 2017. It was. I
0: remember fondly calling that. Great well, times.
1: The most exhilarating days of cricket I've ever seen. So, well, if Afghanistan could do... If Hushatul Zaza can pull something <laughs> like that off... ...the, the young left-handed <laughs> opener for Afghanistan... ...my lord, that kid hits the ball a long way... Pakistan play West Indies tomorrow at Trent Bridge while we're on our way down there and that game I think is absolutely vital for both of them. It's a cannibal, it's a dog-eat-dog game. If either of those two are going to climb up into the semis, they have to beat the other.
0: Yeah, four years ago it's a game where the West Indies actually overcame Pakistan after a terrible start, so they've got a bit of history of these two. The sides where we know that they've got match winners throughout their ranks have not been consistent, which is a bit of a cliche when it comes to Pakistan, but the West Indies we saw in their, in their warm-up game, they are one of the few sides in this comp who could hit... 400-plus consistently. I can't wait to see.
1: Well, They they could chase down what England could set them. You know, They, yeah, they nearly yeah. did chase 400 earlier this well, year. Well, they were
0: two all in their one-day series in the Caribbean at the start of the year. So even though they've got any number of internal problems, the West Indies, I mean, the fact that their best players often don't even play for the country speaks volumes about where they're at as, as a cricket board and so on. But they still have some of the biggest hitters in the world, and, the, and this World Cup
1: will come down to sheer force more often than it won't. Yeah, well, absolutely that. Andre Russell just took his game to new heights in the IPL and he's coming in down the order, highest strike rate in one-day international cricket. He's pipped Glenn Maxwell, he's top of the pops, he's (laughs) 130 runs per 100 balls on average, which is ridiculous because of course you'll have some slower innings where you get out early versus some faster ones. And uh, as for Pakistan, there's odd things going on in that squad. Mohamed Amir and Wahab Rehaz weren't even in the probable squad. And then suddenly they were in the World Cup squad at the last minute, uh, despite being nowhere near it, apparently. Yeah, Wahab Rehaus hasn't played for
0: his country for since we were at the UAE last year. It hasn't played a one-day for the better part of two years. But he does make the ball reverse swing. They know that it's going to, um, through the course of the tournament, they expect using the Champions Trophy as a guide two years ago that reverse swing will be a, a major factor. And he has that club in the bag. So I, I get their logic. And he's a big competitor. We saw how effective he was four years ago
1: in the World Cup in Australia. Well, we saw it, it, it's <laughs> looking at the stats of that spell with Ben Jones from CricFizz that that Wahab to took Shane Watson spell. Yep. It was the shortest spell at the World Cup. It was the <laughs> fastest spell at the World Cup, and it took zero wickets. So those are the three big takeaways right. from that spell. It should because have played, better. Yeah. Should have taken one. Rahad Ali dropped the catch of Watson, of course, but. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to take wickets just because you're famous. I think we've just about hit our limit for today. Sounds good for me. That's going to be a key part of this show if you're listening for the first time. This
0: won't go any longer than 20 minutes. That's our oh, that's our core promise to
1: you. It is so difficult. the discipline the, the whole reason we went solo on the podcast is so we can do if we want to do an hour and 50 we will. Often we do <laughs> if, if we want to if we want to talk about Dean Jones. And a headband that he wore For 38 minutes We're allowed to do that But we're going to keep it Short and sweet On these daily shows The longer weekly shows Will be there for you We'll be back every day Through the World Cup This is the final word World Cup daily day one Brought to you by Seabus I ain't, ain't protected Brother I ain't fenced And my future questions My current senses That'd be the same We've been doing for centuries Sorry if I ran out to empty Broke this So you know what I meant here I had to go about it Write it out And find it myself listen
0: Every day, hundreds of thousands of us are building a future we can all be proud of. For over 34 years, the growth CBUS My Super Option has returned an average of 9.29% per annum for its members, while investing in projects that not only create jobs, but something better. CBUS. For all of us. To consider if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance.